Hello, my friend. Welcome to the It's Happening For Me podcast. If you're obsessed with all things spirituality, personal growth and development, and living as your highest self, you are in the right place. I am your host, Alyssa, and I spent the majority of my teenage years and young 20s living totally out of alignment. As I started to question my patterns and behaviors and actually got to know myself at the soul level, I realized that everything was happening for me. Now, as a spiritual life coach and human design guide, I am here to share my voice, personal stories, human design wisdom, and learn from incredible individuals living their purpose. Join me each week as we walk the spiral path of purpose together. I cannot wait to dive in. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the It's Happening For Me podcast. I am your host, Alyssa, and welcome to today's episode. So today I'm super excited to do a little life update and recap of some fun things that are going on in my world. And what I'm really excited to talk about is just like different synchronicities that have been coming up recently, um, which I'll get into, but it's kind of like different synchronicities that have been leading up to yesterday. Um, my mom bought me um, and her tickets to see the Long Island medium, Teresa Caputo. So I don't know if you guys like follow her or if you've like seen her shows or her work, but I, before this, before going to see her in person, I haven't really seen too much of her work. Like I'm pretty sure I've heard about her, but I never really followed her that much. Um, and so it was so cool to go to this live event. So I think it was maybe, it had to be before my mom started meditating. So I think it was maybe like a couple years ago that my mom got invited to go see Teresa Caputo um, with one of her best friends that lives in Arizona. And so she went to this and this is before she was kind of like open to for sure before she was open to like mediumship and before she was really like super more on her spiritual path. And so um, it was like really eye-opening for her. And she was telling me this weekend how like before going to that event, like she was kind of like a non-believer. Like she didn't really think it could be possible that someone can communicate with loved ones that have passed on. Um, But just from like being in the experience of that live event and seeing like what came through, because basically um, Teresa goes through and like reads the audience. So she's a medium and she sees, hears, feels um, spirits of loved ones who have passed away. And so she always like sees them and she has, you know, a way of turning on and off her gifts, like whenever she wants to. Um, But at these shows, it's like this live experience where she obviously has her gifts on because she goes around the audience and like these spirits will present themselves to her. And then she'll give messages to like different people in the audience of like, whatever came through. And um, it's really cool because she does kind of like a whole little like three part series. Just kidding. I feel like I'm making this up. Like, I don't know how many parts it is, but basically she'll verify and validate that it is that, um, like loved one. So she'll, first of all, she'll be able to say how they died. So she'll be like, okay, this person, I'm, I'm getting that this person passed away in a car accident. They were ejected from a car. And then she'll be like, who does that resonate with? And she'll be standing in front of like five to 10 people and like see who that resonates with. And what's really cool is that so many people can resonate with this because there's only so many ways that we can die, you know? So it's like a lot of people have similar experiences, which is very healing because a lot of times when these things happen or if there was like a sudden or tragic death, especially, um, that can leave people feeling very isolated and it's very hard to like grieve and heal from that. So the experience is so healing because you can kind of see other people going through similar situations. But anyways, she'll like first say how the person died to identify if that could be your loved one. And then once she kind of like makes some identifying things that it is 
for them. Um, she'll talk about how they died, like give like some messages. She'll also validate something that is like happening in their present life. So she'll say like an experience or say like a situation that they've done recently. And that's validating that the loved one is still with them and is like, you know, still present with them and able to see these things because they're never gone. And then what's really cool that I love is like, she has all of these, like now from doing this for so many years, she has all of these kind of like universal truths that we can say about the other side and like the experience that people have when they die and how it is and how like our human minds in this 3D realm can never really comprehend that. And so anyways, the whole thing is just like super freaking healing and it's re- it was really, really moving because there's so many people that are, you know, really suffering, like really struggling and suffering with the loss um, of their children, of their partners, of their dad, you know, their mom, their brothers, their siblings, their best friends. and some people are having a really hard time living and moving on. And so it was just like the coolest experience ever. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. And I'm going to talk about some of the different like universal truths of like what it's like on the other side, which I found like very healing. And I also want to talk about some of the synchronicities um, leading up to this. So if you've listened to previous episodes, I really started my spiritual journey kind of through this in a way, like learning about mediumship, learning about the afterlife um, from a professor um, when I took a class all about the afterlife in college. And so I've always been really fascinated with this. I know a lot of people are sometimes really scared of mediumship or I found that um, sometimes that's like one of the last things that people want to get into or maybe they never want to get into that. I've also experienced like in my experience of like peers or friends, like a lot of times when people are like channels or they're really excited to channel or even like the Akashic records, a lot of times people are still very hesitant to tap into mediumship and they just like want nothing to do with like the dead or yeah, with people who have passed on. And I've never really been afraid of it. I think though, that's because I personally don't remember having any experiences as a child seeing spirits or experiencing them. And I know that a lot of people have like really in-depth experiences of like seeing them, feeling them, like knowing that there are spirits like around when they're children and it's very terrifying. And so a lot of people really want to turn off their gifts as they get older because they just don't want to experience that because it's like very overwhelming and scary as you can imagine. Um, And so I just find it fascinating though. So when I was taking my, um, the afterlife class in college, um, we had this day where my professor was like, okay, like I want everyone to raise your hand if you've ever, um, if you've seen like a ghost or if you've seen spirits or if you know someone in your family who has seen spirits and literally I am not freaking kidding more than half the class rose their hand. It was probably like 75 to 80% of the class rose their hand. And I was shocked because I hadn't experienced that like as a child. And so I didn't even know that that was possible. I didn't even know that that was like a thing. I just thought that like, whenever I saw ghosts or spirits like in like scary movies, I just thought that it was like make-believe. I had no idea that people actually had these gifts and could like see other people. And my professor was talking about a student that he had where she would go to the mall and um, just be so overwhelmed by how many spirits like she would see. And it was like, he said it was almost like, you know, how there's already a lot of people walking at the mall, right? Like you're walking and like you're passing by a lot of people. If it's a busy time, it was almost like she couldn't tell who was real and who was a spirit because there was just, she could see so many spirits that had passed. It was like they were walking amongst us. And that was like what he was saying is like, they literally like are walking amongst us. They are, they can be with us anywhere at any time. And so people who have the ability and the gifts to see them, to feel them, to like know their presence, um, it can be very like overwhelming, but it's really cool when people like turn it into a gift and they're able to see 
um, the beauty in it. And if you are someone listening who has these gifts, or maybe you had this gift as a child, um, the other thing is too, is that when we're children, the veil is much thinner. And so that's why it's much easier for children to be able to tune into this ability. Like so many people have this ability. I think actually like literally everyone has the ability, but it's just that children, it's much easier for them to tune into that realm because their analytical mind isn't in the way of trying to process like, what is this? Or like talk themselves out of it. Or, you know, try to make an excuse for it and, like, not believe it. Um, A lot of times, too, when people have, like, little um, imaginary friends, when they're kids, like, usually they really do see, like, a spirit. And they're actually playing with a soul. And so that's just so fascinating. So, anyways. um, So I took a – I want to talk about, like, the synchronicities that have been coming, like, leading up to this um, show. And again, I am not an expert, like this is not my expertise, but I just really want to share my personal experience and the things that I have learned and experienced because I just think it's like, it's really fun and it's really changed my idea of death and it's really changed the way that I look at death and the way that I look at my life. Like I'm no longer afraid to die and I have a lot of peace and acceptance around it. So I'm just really excited to share this. So, so I took a mediumship class probably a year, maybe two years ago at this point. And I think it was like a two day workshop and it was really, really cool. Like we basically learned how to like do this meditation and like tap in to the other person's energy. And then we learned how to, you know, call forward a loved one that wanted to communicate or give a message to the person. And we did that. And there's no way that I thought I would be able to do that. You know, like my limited mind or like my limited perceived idea of what I'm capable of doing. I didn't think that that was possible, but it was possible. It did happen. And, um, it was really cool. And that's one thing that I really love about Teresa when she started her show is that she was saying like, you don't need to go to a medium or pay a medium to communicate to your loved ones. Like literally all of us, every single person ever has the ability to talk to their loved ones. They have the ability to tune in, to receive messages, to literally connect with them. It's just all about practicing. Um, and so yeah, it's really cool. Like literally anyone can do it. So, um, in the class, in the workshop that I was in, um, it was really cool because we kind of like went into breakout rooms and we would like sit with the, it was like one in one. So two people, and we would just first do like a 10 minute meditation of just tuning into that person's energy. So we wouldn't say anything. We wouldn't, tell anything about our lives to the other person like we didn't know these people at all so we had like no information about like who they were like do they have kids like what is their job like we had no idea and so I remember just like tuning into um this woman's um energy and it was so crazy like I had this download of all this information come to me And when I told it to her, it was extremely accurate. Like, I was like, okay, I feel like you are this beautiful, like, connecting figure in your family. Like, I was like, I feel like you're like this light. And, like, you do so much for everyone in your family. And everyone, like, relies on you. And I think I even, like found like I think I even came to me that like she met her husband in college like she takes care of the kids and the household but she's also like a very strong like professional and blah 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 and yeah it came through that everything was like really correct and then she read me everything was like really spot on and then um when she called forth one of my loved ones, my grandpa Dean came through and my grandpa Dean had already come through in a psychic reading that I had previously to this. And that was really cool because that's the first time I ever like learned that he was one of my guides and that he's like always with me and he has a lot of humor and which is so true. Like that's his personality. And every time that it's come through in a reading, like someone else has read his energy or like, you know, 
like brought him forward for me, it's always his exact personality. And it's like, you cannot make this up. You know, it's like always just this very warm, loving, like energy who loves me so much. And I'm like his favorite. And like, he's funny. And, you know, it's just like super spot on. And so that was the second time that I had someone bring that forward, him forward. And so I was like, okay, like, I know that he is part of like my spirit team. And I also remember being very confused by how can someone like be a spirit guide, but then also reincarnate and go on to live another lifetime. And this is, I was talking to my mom about this this weekend. Like, I don't have the answers. Like, I obviously, I don't know. But what I think, what came through to me that makes so much sense is that time and space, as we know, is not linear. So, like, we're living, and this is proven by quantum physics, that we are living multiple timelines and multiple lives, lifetimes in this exact moment. And so, I think that someone can be our spirit guide and then also be living other lifetimes as well. And also doing work on the other side to help guide other souls and, you know, do what they do. Like, I don't think it has to be like, oh, if they're your spirit guide, there's no way that they can like reincarnate again or whatever. Like, I think that our perception of time and space is like very limited as humans. And so I think it's like hundred percent possible. So anyways, so that's when I, so when I had that reading done for me, it came through, he came through. And then I, when I read her loved one that came through, it was weird because I felt this like very cold energy. Like it was, I, I just felt cold in my body and, um, not that good. And then it came through that it was this, yeah, she did know exactly who I was talking about. It was like a family member. Okay, cool. Um, so that was like, I did that. And then since then I've never really did anything again with mediumships, like up until recently, like I haven't, um, practiced or like done readings for other people. I haven't even really read for my, I haven't read for myself at all. And it's interesting this always happens to me where like, I'll be really excited about like a topic or a modality and I'll like study it. And then for whatever reason, it's just like, doesn't resonate in that moment anymore. And I'll move on to something else. This also really is like in my, in my human design, I have so much like initiating energy, like so much like starting new beginnings, like, um, just loving like new adventures, new experiences, starting something new. I have that fire to just like start new stuff. And it's taken a lot of deconditioning to not beat myself up about like not finishing things because I'm not meant to finish things or to see things through. It's actually counterproductive to my energy to hold on to things for too long that I'm already done with. And so part of my like unique magic is to learn how to let things go gracefully and like see endings as not needing to be totally complete before I move on to other things. But anyways, what's interesting uh, with this little rant that I'm trying to say is that I'll really be obsessed with something for a second and then I'll kind of forget about it for a while and then it'll come back around once I already have all this other information and new things going on where it's like I can integrate it and it makes so much more sense now. So it's so cool because this has came back around recently um, as I have been studying the Akashic Records and learning how to read Akashic Records for others. And so in my training, you know, we've been meeting every single Monday at 4 a.m. my time. (laughs) And you guys, it has been freaking fascinating. Like it has been so crazy. Like I, again, really like downplayed my intuitive like abilities. I think we all do. Like it's very normal for all of us to have a lot of self-doubt and to not think that we can channel or read other people or be a psychic, you know, or medium, but literally we all have these um, capabilities. And what I found is that what it takes is just to practice. So being in a very safe container with other people who also believe in this stuff and are like really excited and open to practice and then having like a really great teacher. Like I have Rebecca Lyons who is teaching us Akashic Records and she's incredible. And she offers us like enough structure and enough like 
kind of like enough like mm, how would I describe it like preparation to already know all of the limiting beliefs that are going to come up you know like when one of the first classes like she really taught us like you're gonna for sure have self-doubt like you're gonna think that you're making this stuff up but the more that you practice and the more that you read for other people and they're like confirming that this is real is going to build your trust muscle you know and so it's just been like so amazing and fascinating but anyways so we had our, me- our mediumship class last week, which was last, this last Monday. Yeah, last week. Oh, wow, which is crazy. <clears throat> it's crazy because my mom has had these tickets for over a month. And I've already been in this Kashuk training. Like, I signed up for it over a month ago, too. But I totally forgot that we're going to be doing mediumship in this training. And then I also completely forgot that my mom bought these tickets for us. Like, I literally have not thought about like this the Teresa Caputo show for like, since she bought the tickets. But anyways, so last week we did the mediumship class and it's really beautiful doing it through the Akashic records because essentially we're opening the records of the person that we're reading for. And we're only, you know, based on the prayer, allowing truth and love and this like connection to God for like, you know, masters, guides, loved ones to come through that are in the highest good. So the only people that we're going to be able to bring through, you know, from the other side is someone who is connected to this person and who is surrounded in truth and love. So that made me feel very safe because it's it's not like we're going to be able to bring through maybe someone who is like dark or has bad intentions or some random soul that is like lying or deceitful or trying to trick us. Like we are not opening ourselves up to limitless souls to come through. We're opening ourselves up to only someone that is related you know, that is connected to this person's records specifically that is rooted in truth and love and, you know, is being filtered through God. So that's one thing that made me feel like really good about it because I can see how it can be scary, even though I, I don't know, for some reason, I haven't really been scared about it. And I don't know if that's like being naive or what, but I just like haven't really been scared for some reason for this process where other people get like really scared or try to instill a fear on me (laughs) about it. But I'm like, I don't see how it's scary. So anyways, so, and again, it's probably not scary because I haven't had any bad experiences. Like I've only had really beautiful experiences. So when I connected this week, like it was really cool because, um, well, one thing that really surprised me is when I connected to the records, I realized that one of my gifts that's like very strong is the feeling, like the ability to feel. So I was able to feel this person's, um, that I was reading for anxiety. Um, and the only reason that it's not that she was necessarily feeling this anxiety in the moment, but the message that came through for me from her loved one was about her anxiety in her life. And so I felt this overwhelming feeling of anxiety. And and yeah, of course, I was like a little nervous to do this because it's the first time I was um, in this setting, like going to be bringing someone forward. And I was just like doubting my capabilities. Like, oh, is anyone actually going to come? Am I going to look stupid? You know, all the internal like negative dialogue. But this was not me being anxious about it. This was like, I, I was calm and I was reading the prayer. And then all of a sudden, once the records were open, it was like an immediate, overwhelmingly anxious, almost like straight up panic attack came over me. Like my mouth went completely dry and I just felt like, energy surging through my whole body. My heartbeat was beating out of my chest. I took a drink of water and I felt out of body. And I was like, I saw myself getting up and ending the call. I was like, I I think I need to leave this zoom. Like I, something's happening to me. But then in the moment I was like, I took some breaths and I was like, okay, it's okay. And then I just explained what I was feeling. So I was like, I'm feeling a lot of energy surging through my body. I'm feeling heaviness, like And then when I asked if she wanted um, to bring through someone that she knew or just see who came through, she wanted to just see who had come through. And so then I was like, 
oh, do you know anyone who died of a heart attack? Because I thought I was getting, I thought I was experiencing how this person died. I was like, I think this person must have died of a heart attack because that's what I feel like I'm having right now. Um, But it was like a no. And then like, so whatever. I don't want to give like too many details. And hopefully this, I think this should be like totally fine, like privacy wise, because I'm not like disclosing who this was and it's not like this was a client we're practicing on each other um so it should be totally fine but anyways so the person that ended up coming through for her I'll just give you like the details of the lesson so that I'm not giving away any like personal information but the basically the person that came through to her was verified and he wanted to give her the message of like of working on her anxiety and the way to heal her anxiety that she's experiencing in her life is to return to play, to return back to joy, to, you know, I saw these images of them playing together when she was a little, like a little girl and it was like outside and like playing outside. And it was really this message of like, return, like, don't be so serious, return back to joy and fun and lighten it up and that's going to really help with the anxiety and she also confirmed that the anxiety a lot comes from her not having a clear vision for where she's going and it's crazy because when I was reading the prayer like my vision was going in and out like I couldn't concentrate and I felt like something was wrong with my eyes and um it wasn't literal but it was like metaphorically or figuratively not figured not figuratively (laughs) But it was the one where I think it's metaphorically in her life, she doesn't feel clear in her vision. And so it was crazy because I was getting that from reading the prayer. My actual vision was going out. So I realized in that, that I am someone who is a feeler is my number one sense. Like I feel it like I, yeah, it it feels like it's happening to me. And so I'm really excited to hone in on these gifts. And as I practice more and read for more people, just see how these feelings come through. And what I really loved about Teresa is that she has, she's been doing this for so many years that she has her own little like signs of what that means to her. So she feels like the death of like the person that's coming through. She can actually feel like a stabbing pain in her side. She can feel her throat choking or like getting really dry because something happened to the throat. She can feel someone hit her on the back of the head. She can feel the feelings of how the person died. And then she has these like images that she made up for like when they show her something that means something that she can explain to the person. So for example, she said that whenever she sees a car with like a rosary hanging on the, on the um, rearview mirror, that's a symbol for that. The person that's in this 3d has something of the loved one in their car. Like maybe it's a sweatshirt, maybe it's a, um, like something hanging, you know, it's something that, Oh, the spirit is telling me that you have something in your car that reminds you of them every single day. And she sees that from that symbol. So I'm really excited to see how that, would start coming through to me as I practice more. Um, and then the really cool thing is that when the person read for me, I, since I always get my grandpa Dean that comes through, I figured it was going to be him. But for a split second, I was like, Oh, I wonder if it would be my grandma Eula on my mom's side because she's never came through. And my grandma passed away when I was still in my, um, when my mom was still pregnant with me, I think I had three more months left to go which is interesting because in our human design, our personality is, our personality traits and signs are from when the day we were born. And then our design type, which is like our unconscious, our unconscious traits and everything comes from three months, 90 days before we're born. And so those, that timeline to me is always just like really fascinating. But anyways, so so right away she, she said, she was explaining that she saw someone come through with um, white hair and, or actually I'm trying to think if I should explain the details or not, because I also want to be respectful of my mom in our privacy. So maybe I won't say the exact details, but it came through that it was her and like, it really felt real, like confirmed to me based on like things that I know about her. And I don't know everything about her because obviously I'd never met her. So I was able to tell my mom about it and she confirmed and like, I was like, wow, yeah, like that's really exciting. But the message was that, which was so beautiful is that 
um, she said, oh, I might not be someone that you expect to come through for you, but I want you to know that I'm always with you. And so that was really comforting for me because um, I wouldn't think about her as someone that would come through because I didn't have that close relationship to her in this lifetime. But what's so cool is that our ancestors and our loved ones, when they pass, they usually stick together. And so they're together on the other side, which is so beautiful. And again, it's not like they're, I don't really know how it works. Obviously, none of us do. And, but I'm thinking with time and space is like, they're always together with us. They're also probably always incarnating, living other lives. They're also whatever doing they they do on the other side. But I just thought it was so beautiful because um, my mom told me that my grandpa, Dean, that comes through often, and my grandma, Eula, their birthdays were like only a couple of days apart. And sometimes they would celebrate their birthdays together and like have cake together. And so that was just really special. Um, and so, yeah, so it was just like really crazy, right? That she came through. This was on Monday. And then, um, so I was like, wow, like that's so special. And, um, oh, and her, oh, you guys, this is so crazy. So the last podcast episode that I put out two times ago, so it wasn't the 20 minute one for the new series I started. It was the one before that where, um, what was I talking about? Oh, like relationships. I was talking about like some relationship patterns and relationships that I've been in in the past. You guys, after I posted that episode, I wanted to delete it every single day. Like I was spiraling and, you know, creating a podcast, it, it does take a lot of bravery and it takes a lot of like moving through limiting beliefs because I'm sharing things that are very personal. And sometimes I think like, am I sharing too much? And And then also think like, what do people think about me? What does that mean about me? Like, do I not seem professional enough? Do I seem like, there's so many things that the mind can just like go crazy on. And so, you know, since I started the podcast, I haven't really had many episodes. In the very beginning, this would happen to me often where I would spiral and be like, oh, I need to delete it. That's embarrassing. I'm sharing too much. People aren't going to relate. They're going to think I'm like crazy. But I always kept them. And this one, oh my God, I was like, I don't even like afterwards I was just spiraling of like that's weird like what I shared like that's too much information then I started judging myself on like the relationships that I've had I'm like oh I don't even have a lot of like relationship experience so who am I to like even talk about relationships or who am I to like yeah like even talk about any of this I was like I feel like I'm not qualified or I feel like no one cares what I have to say I'm sharing too much information this is too personal and it's like also pointless and it's wasting people's time and just all of the things. And I was spiraling. And so I was like going back and forth of like, should I delete this? Should I not delete this? And everything in me was like, I want to delete this. Like, this is embarrassing. I don't want this to be out there. And then, um, I remember like wanting to like seek advice from other people, but then I was like, okay, that's really taking me out of my power again. And like, it's funny because like, the people that are closest to me don't even listen to the podcast. So it's like, I, like I'm not going to force them to listen to that episode and be like, can you listen to this and then tell me if I should delete it or not? Um, and I actually love that, that they don't listen to it. It honestly makes me feel, I guess like I can just be as open and honest as I want. Um, but that's, a, okay, sorry. I'm going in so many different directions, but this is the other thing too. It's like so many times we're so scared to do something like start a podcast where we think that, oh my God, all of my family and friends are going to listen to it and they're going to judge me when really like no one really cares what we're doing. Like my podcast episodes are so goddamn long. Like unless you really actually care to listen to it, no one is listening to this hour long podcast where like a lot of the people in my life don't even like podcasts. So why would they listen to mine? You know what I mean? Like we're not here to serve our friends and family. We're here to serve the people that are here to learn from us and that have whatever, like are here to um, take something, something away from our magic or the people who resonate with us, the people who are, are relating to us, the people who like you, who like are similar to me. And so it's like, why would I care what the other people think. But anyways, so if you're, if you've been thinking of starting a podcast, but you're scared 
this is your sign to do it. So I was like, so I was like, okay, I'm not going to reach out to external people. I'm going to tune inwards and see like, what does my inner higher self want? And so I would open my records and I would read, um, I have like a really cool deck that I'm borrowing from my mom. That's an Akashic Records deck, Oracle cards. So I was kept pulling cards and it was again, like not giving me definitive advice if I should take it down or not because you know like, that's like never how it works but it was like oh like you're clearing karma or like you know it was just all these signs and then when I opened my own records and actually asked the questions it was like it was basically like you're doing the work to heal your throat chakra and to like just be yourself and to just share the messages. And so it wouldn't really make sense to delete it. I never really got a definitive answer, but I was like, I'm just like not going to delete it. Cause I feel like that would be in my highest timeline to just let it be up there. But I was struggling like the whole week, very stressed out. Like, I think I even dreamt about it. I was like, do people, are people going to think I'm crazy? Like, and I don't even know why, because there wasn't even really anything like that crazy in the episode. But anyways, so when this, when the person, when we were doing, when we were doing our Kashuk Records training, when she read my grandma, my grandma's message to me was like, you have major throat chakra blockages. Like she was having a hard time swallowing the the girl. She was having a hard time like um, with her throat. It was like really scratchy. And she's like, oh, major throat chakra balance, um, imbalance. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. And I was like, how that doesn't make sense because um, like I have a podcast that's out that I've been wanting to put out for like a year or more and I finally did it and I'm very consistent every week and I'm sharing my story. And I was like, so I am using my, my throat to like share myself. Cause I didn't remember that I was spiraling the whole week, you know, from that episode. So I was like, this doesn't really resonate. Like, I don't think that's for me until later after the session, I was talking to my mom about it. And I was like, Oh my God, like that was for me. Like the throat thing was like, girl, she was like, you, just need to trust in yourself. It was like trusting yourself, trusting your voice, share your voice. And it was really cool because my mom and me were talking about my grandma Eula and like how she wasn't scared of anything. Like literally my mom was like, I don't think she was scared of anything. And I was like, dang, I could really use some of that energy. And so I think it's really cool that she came through, especially after that week of just being so stressed out and spiraling um, to have that message of like, girl, like you have throat blockage issues. Like you need to heal that, work on that. And that was also a really good sign that I didn't delete it. And so that made me feel really good. So then this is really cool. So then I told my, that to my mom. And then I think my mom talked about that to like her group of friends. And then one of her really good friends had my grandma Eula come through to her and have a message for my mom. And then she came again the next day, like they're in a meditation. I forget really the details, but it was, but she's very, a uh, very gifted, um, Akashic records reader as well, medium. And so she came through to her and had a message for my mom. And so we're like, wow, that's so crazy. So she came through to me, she came through to her. And then we were talking to my brother today. Um, I was FaceTiming him. I went on like a really long walk with peanut and, um, me and my mom and my brother were FaceTiming and my brother was like, we didn't even talk about like last night yet. Like he, I don't even know if he knew that we went to the Teresa Caputo show, but he was like, Oh, like dad was like talking to me, mom about, um, your, your, about grandma Eula and your dad. And we're like, no way. Like, what did he say? And he was just talking about how like, he has such great memories of her and how like my mom definitely got her personality. She was one of like the best people he's ever known and um just so like fun and like such a, a great woman and we're like whoa dude that's crazy because what are the chances that oh, sorry if you guys don't know my my parents are divorced um they're like amicably divorced like they are fine like they can be in the same room like they can be friends like they don't hang out with each other but um yeah they are divorced and so that's why it's interesting that that came through like my dad just thought of Eula May and talked about her to my brother and was like telling her story him stories and then talking about my grandpa and so it's like it's just and then we told him about like the whole last night and everything that came through and so it's just crazy because my point is that like our loved ones our ancestors like they're always with us and when you think of them or when somebody brings them up or you have a memory or they come to you in your dreams 
that is them communicating to you. And like, we're not crazy. We're not making this up. It is, it is because they want to be a part of our lives and they want to let us know that they're here with us. And it's just so comforting. So these are some of the like universal things that I learned from Teresa about loved ones that just I've kind of like built on to the knowledge that I know about the afterlife that has been really cool. So this one I already knew, but it's like when our loved ones pass away, right? When any soul dies, the moment that they die and you know, their soul moves on, they don't feel any pain. Like they don't feel any pain. They don't feel any fear, any disability, illness, um, disease, wound, like sickness, hurtness, anything that they had, injury, anything that they had in this lifetime that was like debilitating them, the moment they pass away, that goes away and their original personality comes back online because they don't have any pain anymore. So they're able to be themselves again and like they're able to um, be happy and just, and even like it's funny because even people in this lifetime who, we're like maybe grumpy or sarcastic, like they'll still have that personality on the other side. And it's a way for that, for us to recognize them because they still have that personality, which I think is so cute. And another really cool thing is that if someone like, if a soul did something terrible on this lifetime or like they did something that they need to basically like be forgiven for, when they go to the other side, they have to do the work to be forgiven by like maybe the other souls that are on the other side with them or whatever. I don't know exactly how it works, but even my professor would talk about this, how like wherever you die in this lifetime, wherever state of consciousness you are at, that is basically the level that you're going to arrive in on the other side in the afterlife. And so you still have to do the work as a soul to heal and to forgive and to, you know, amend things on the other side, especially if you want the opportunity to speak to other people that are living. And so that is why if another soul is communicating to you on this, to us in this 3D realm, they've already done the work to heal and to forgive and to right the wrongs. And that's what gives them the permission to be able to communicate to us. Like if there was still this like rogue, like soul who like is like, kind of in the darkness and like doesn't care and doesn't want to like fix anything, they're not going to have the capabilities to talk to us. And so they have to do the work on the other side. So I thought that was like really interesting and cool because it's like justice is still kind of served because they have to go through the process to work on themselves. The other thing is that the other, our loved ones want us to know that if someone died here suddenly, tragically, you know, in a freak accident or whatever, or like in a malicious way, they want the justice to be that they're good with God and they're living on the other side in peace. So they don't want us spending our time going after the murder, like, you know, trying to seek justice, um, stressing out and like just spiraling into depression and anxiety for years because we're trying to give justice in this lifetime. Um, We're trying to seek justice. We're trying to seek answers. We're trying to figure out how this happened. There's no way that we can know what happened if we weren't there. And so they don't want us spending one more precious second of our lives trying to like right the wrong and like get revenge or like, you know, seek this justice that they deserve. Their justice is that they're already good. They're already good on the other side. They are free. They're at peace and they want us to be at peace. They want us to move on with our lives, to remember them in the beautiful memories that we have of them. This is the other thing. They don't want us to remember them in the way that they died. So if you have like a visual of a loved one who died tragically, or even if it wasn't tragically, but if you have that vision of them like being sick or hurt or with blood on them, they do not want us to remember them like that. They want us to remember them in a very positive way in and in a loving memory that we used to have with them because that is really what their soul represents. This The way that they died is just a fraction of their life that is just how they died. And so there's they don't want us to remember them that way or to hold on to any like fear or sadness or anxiety around that. 
so they so that really came through a lot like last night at the show like there was a lot of people that were holding on to like the vision of like blood or just the tragic accident and they were like mom like please like you have to let that go like stop remembering me that way like I can tell every time that you think of me that way like I'm always with you so think of me in the loving way and another thing is that they do not want us to have any guilt any um like shame or what ifs. They do not want us living in the what ifs of like, oh, what if I could have been there sooner? Or what if I would have called the police faster? Or what if I didn't go out of town that day and then like X, Y, and Z wouldn't happen? Or what if I didn't drop them off at that babysitter? Or what if I called out from work that day and didn't leave them at home? All of the what ifs that people play over and over again in their minds, they want us to know that it was inevitable. Okay, so if they died, that was inevitable. It was their time. Even if it was an accident, that was just the time that they went. And so there's nothing that we could have freaking possibly done on our part to change that. And so they do not want us to worry for one more second about like, what if, um, or, you know, playing that over in your mind, different scenarios. They want you to have the peace to move on and to know that there's nothing you could have done to change the outcome. Absolutely nothing. And this was so beautiful because there was two experiences last night where there was very, like, two women that had a ton of guilt and playing the what ifs over and over in their minds. So one of the moms, she had a teenager son and the night that he died, she already had a weird feeling that day. Like, she already had a weird feeling whenever he like left in a car that he was in that day. But he called her that night and was like, mom, I want to spend the night at my friend's house. And she was like, no, you need to come home. Um, I don't want you there. It's much safer here. You need to come home tonight. You're absolutely not spending the night there. So he was going to drive home, but instead, for whatever reason, he switched cars and was driven by someone and they ended up getting in a drunk driving accident and he was ejected from the back and he passed away and his mom carried so much guilt like to this till last night she was carrying so much guilt because she was playing over and over again what if I just let him spend the night what if I reacted on that weird feeling that I got in the morning and didn't let him leave ever you know and she's so she felt so much guilt because she made him come home that night and his soul wanted her to know like mom it was inevitable. It wasn't your fault. There's so many different factors that went into how this happened. And he's like, I lived like an incredible life. Like you supported me. And he's like, yeah, it was short, but it was of such high quality. Like you supported me. I was so into sports and like, I love sports. And she was thinking like, wow, his life was so wasted because he had so much potential. Like he was involved in so many sports. He had so many people that cared about him. Like this is horrible. And he was reframing it as to like, yeah, I got to play so many sports. You allowed me to have so many friends and like so many people care about me. And she even said that she's like, oh, I see that you guys in your town had some sort of like huge, like monument for him or like some sort of huge celebration like he was there and like witnessed that when when it happened and he wants to thank you guys for like all caring about him and she was also like oh and he also knows mom that you are worried that people are going to forget about him but he wants you to know that like no one's ever going to forget about his memory and a really beautiful thing they can do every year is like celebrate his birthday like spirit and souls really love departed souls really love when we celebrate their birthdays and like make it a special day about them whether it's like ordering the pizza that they loved or having a family gathering with their friends over or lighting lanterns and sending them off into into the night sky like whatever it is just like a beautiful celebration the um the departed souls really want us to know that they know that it's so different for us here on earth, like where we're grieving. And a lot of times we might not want to talk about them anymore. We might not want to draw attention on their birthday. We might feel very sad and anxious on their birthday because it's just like a sad memory for us now. But they would love for us to reframe that into like a very beautiful celebratory day to celebrate the life that they lived because they loved the life that they lived and they are not suffering now. They don't hold any resentment. They don't wish they could come back. There's They're completely content where they're at. 
and they're always with us. So they will be at that celebration with us. So I just thought that that was so freaking beautiful. And what else? That just made me feel so happy because I know, for example, like when my grandpa passed away, a lot of times at like Christmas time or when we had all of the family together, I would be scared to be like, oh, should we talk about Grandpa Dean? But then I just thought it was so beautiful when we would all like say like our favorite memory or like talk about it with him because sometimes you don't know how other people are going to take it, like their spouse or their children. But I think talking about them and like celebrating their life is so special and that is what they would love for us to do. Um, and yeah, so those are kind of like some of the universal things is like the moment that they pass on all of the fear, all of the pain instantly goes away. They have their personalities back. Like, um, it also came through someone who was in a wheelchair who like lost all the feelings in his legs. I think from like, I think from diabetes or something, he was over there on the other side, just jumping around and running. And he wanted his family to know, like, my legs are perfect. And like, I'm having so much fun over here. And so again, it's nothing that we can really comprehend, but it's not scary. It's, it's not, um, so finite and like, they're waiting for us. Like, this was the other beautiful thing. So people who had babies that passed away, which was really sad and like really emotional. I literally cried like the whole time. It was two hours. I thought it felt, it felt like 30 minutes, but it was like a two hour, um, like experience. And I was crying the whole time. Just like, it was so touching, but there was a lot of babies that passed away very young. Um, there were some that didn't even make it into this lifetime. She has this symbol where if a baby has like a blue blanket, that means that they were never actually in like born into this lifetime. So whether it was like a miscarriage or like terminated, um, even ones who are terminated are like their souls are still growing on the other side and they're with the other loved ones that have passed of the mom. And so there's no resentment. There's no hard feelings. Like their, their life, their sole mission was to do whatever it did for the mom, which I just, okay, this is such a beautiful one I have to share. So There was this one where she's like, okay, I see like a baby. I'm getting like 27. I don't know what the 27 means. And so it was 27 um, weeks. Does that make sense? Pretty sure it was 27 weeks for the, for the mom. Yeah. Because she'll still be pregnant with her, right? 12 plus 12. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Anyways. So this mom was pregnant and she, her baby died like she was very pregnant and the baby passed away and so she went to the hospital and when she went to the hospital you know to get care like to take care of that she found out that she had cancer and she felt so much guilt because she's like oh if I would have just like been able to hold on for a few like whatever more time like the baby would have been born I kind of forget the details, but basically the ba- she held a lot of guilt for herself. But the baby's message was like, mom, my sole mission in life was to save your life. Like I literally was born to save your life and to alert the doctors that you have cancer so that you can get treatment for it. And that completely changed the trajectory of her life and gave her so much healing because now she's not feeling so guilty for this and so much shame. She's feeling like, wow, like that was a purpose for like, oh, my baby did this for me on purpose. Like I'm not a failed mother. And so there's just so much healing that can take place when we get these messages from our loved ones, which I just thought was like, it was so beautiful. Honestly, ooh, 54, 54 on the clock. That's what they also say. Anytime you see angel numbers, signs, those are your loved ones also like getting you to look at the number, which is like really cool. So it's just like, Ooh, or say if you see like for me, like a yellow butterfly and I think of my grandpa or I think of my two dogs that passed away. The moment that I'm seeing that and thinking of that, it is them giving me that sign. Or say if you see a hummingbird and you think of like your grandmother who passed away, that's your grandmother like communicating with you. And so we don't have to make up these like crazy intricate signs for them to talk to us. It's just that if we see something and then we instantly think of that person, that is them communicating to us, which is just so cool. So I love that so much. So one of the things I'm really, really excited for is 
as I continue to do my Akashic Records training, I'm so excited to be offering this in the future. I'm looking at sometime in March. I should be ready to go with this. Um, our program ends in February. We're already halfway through, but I think through March, I should be good to go. I'm definitely going to be doing, um, giving away some free sessions for practice and for just like an energetic exchange of like testimonials. Um, I really think that for sure with the Akashic Records, I'm really excited to help people who just feel stuck, who are lacking confidence, lacking clarity. Like it is insane. The messages of love, of total confidence, empowerment, like it's like this is another little rant, but social media for me has felt like off and on, like I've loved social media and I've loved posting things. I've loved creating offers, but it's very easy to get lost in the idea of like, oh, I'm actually moving my business forward from being present on social media when really like, am I even moving the business forward on, on social media? Like, I don't think it's actually doing anything. And then also sometimes having pressure of like having to post things or like be quote unquote consistent. And <clears throat> So I'm really playing with like, I want to give the most value packed content possible to help people start having change, like feel changes now. But in my design, and I talk about this a lot in like previous episodes is like the way that I can get messed up is thinking about how to serve other people because I'm really here to serve myself and to heal myself. And I know it sounds selfish, but that is what I'm supposed to do as a line two especially my, I have a line two in cult, my culture. And like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got so confused right now. I'm a line one in my culture. And so like, I am really here to like be creative and like to think about how I can like serve the individual and like heal myself. And whenever I transfer that over to a line four, I am like thinking about how can I help others? How can I build community? How can I um, like serve the other through networking? And even though I do have a a form in my profile, that's a huge part of me. That's not what I'm supposed to do for my, the culture aspect of my design. And so I really need to focus on like, how can I heal myself and continue to express myself and work on for me, it's really like my body, my routines. Like I talk about this all the time. It's like, My life is like, I feel like I'm here to like really get good on like my house six of like daily routines, daily work, being of service for myself. And then that's going to translate into how to help other people. So anyways, what the Akashic Records have been doing for me is giving me so much empowerment. It's been giving me answers on my diet. It's been giving me answers on confidence. And so I am so excited to be able to read that for you guys and to help you tap into your, well, I'll be reading your Akashic Records, but giving you answers from your highest self, from your guides, your spirit team, your loved ones. And then I'm so excited to be offering mediumship um, readings as well. So I don't really know where this is going to fit in with like purpose and like the person that I'm here to serve, but I feel like so many people are struggling with like grief and just, you know, really struggling with, I guess with, yeah, moving on with their purpose because of maybe some loved ones that have passed away. I guess that does fit in. That does fit in with people who are grieving and so they're putting their purpose on hold. And they're not really living their life to the fullest because they're so upset from their losing their loved ones. Yeah. So sorry, thinking about this outside out loud, but that would really be helpful to a lot of people is to have those messages come through, give them validation that their loved ones are still with them and that they want them to continue to live a beautiful life and to not waste this lifetime. This lifetime is so precious. So I'm so excited to be offering those as well. Again, we'll look out for like March, maybe April, but probably March because I'm just so excited. So excited to do this work. And if you are someone who um, has just been feeling stuck, stagnant, like not really clear on where you're going, I'm really excited to offer these because this connected with your human design and gene keys, it's like 
The human design and gene keys give you your exact map and blueprint. And then when all of those like fears, limiting beliefs come up, we can tap into your records to start getting like actionable solutions in the now for like how to move through those and move forward. And it's all coming from your records and your high self. And we also look at past lives. Oh my God. The past life readings have been incredible as well because you're going to see that there are certain patterns that are from other lifetimes that aren't even from this lifetime that are holding you back from doing the things that you want to do. So I cannot freaking wait. Um, I'm going to put a link below um, in the show notes. So again, um, like always, if you want to sign up for human design or gene keys readings, the books are open now. I'll put the link below. And then um, if you're excited to learn about my offerings, I'm going to have um, in the near future for Akashic Records and mediumship um, readings, just stay tuned. I'll be putting more information out about that um, in the next coming weeks, but I'm so excited. So thank you so much for being here. I hope that this episode was interesting. I hope that it was inspiring. I hope that it gave you peace. If you've had absolutely no experience with the afterlife mediums or any of that, I hope that this just offered some like really cool guidance. And I hope that it was empowering to know that you can connect to your loved ones. Like you don't need to go through anybody else. Like you have these gifts inside of you and it's all just about being open and being open to receive. Start looking for the little signs and the miracles, the angel numbers, the butterflies, the animals, the whatever it is that you see signs through. Just look out for those and be open because our loved ones are 100% communicating with us at all times. And um, they just love us so much. And they want us to just live very happy lives and know that we're, we're really supported. Okay. So thank you guys for being here and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for being here and listening, beauty. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a review and share the episode with a friend who you know will love it. We can connect further on Instagram at I am Alyssa May. So come say hello, leave a comment of your favorite takeaway on my most recent post, and I cannot wait to connect. Thank you so much, and I will see you next time.